Hey, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Whoa, What Word podcast by She Wears Worth, a place where we can get real and talk about all things as it relates to your worth, your value, your identity, and where it comes from. We want more than anything for you to live boldly and joyfully in who God created you to be. We are so glad that you're here. This week's episode is from a talk that founder Courtney Reimer gave to high school students last week. So when I started reading the Bible on my own, um, which again, I literally got home from that trip and I Amazon primed a Bible and Bible highlighters because, you know, obviously you needed to have both to study. And so I lived in Austin. So there actually Amazon actually delivers in a day. I know that doesn't happen out here where you guys live or where I live. It takes like a week, but I did get it in like 24 hours. I had a brand new, this one, this brand new spanking Bible was delivered to my apartment. I sat down and I Googled how to read the Bible. <laughs> and it, it gave some good stuff. Um, so as I'm starting to read this Bible on my own, um, I am just so excited. And like, I, I can't take in enough of these like incredible big stories, right? I'm sure we can all list a few, but right, these stories of how Moses, like with the Holy Spirit, part of the, big, the, the, the Red Sea, like that's a big story, right? Stories of how Saul was converted to Paul, like big story. These guys did big things. Um, you know, Daniel in the lion's den, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and like being thrown in the fire, like these, like these epic Bible stories, Bible stories that are like going to be put out in like cartoons. Those were the ones that I was drawn to. Like, yes, God, like you saved me. I'm your girl now. Like, let's go. Let's part the Red Sea. Let's like hide the spies. Like, I want to do all of these big things. Like, use me, God. Here I am. And it was all with the best of intentions, right? Like I ha- was so, and I am so grateful the fact that, that like God did choose me to, to radically change my life on a dime and to give me this idea of starting an organization like She Wears Worth. And, you know, he gave me certain gifts and certain talents. So I'm like, let's, like, let's go. Like, you know, you watch those sports, like I'm from the South. Football is like, it is huge. Like it is like Jesus and football are like the two things that you do in the South. And I felt like it was like this moment of like when you watch that movie and it's like before the big game and everyone's like in the locker room and they're like super, I guess here it would be hockey. Sorry, I'm still like, I'm not really on the hockey train yet. Like I'm trying though. But like before the big game and you're in the locker room and like the music is just like going and you're like about to go out and win the champion, you're just like amped. You're like, let's go. Like that's exactly, I felt like where I was. And so I think that's kind of the mindset that I've lived the last four and a half, five-ish years of my life. Just let's go. Like, use me, God. Like, I want to work for you. Like, put me to work. I'm down for it. I'll talk to the person at the grocery store if you want me to. I'll talk to the stranger on the street. Like, whatever you want, I am your girl. Y'all, and it's exhausting. I am exhausted. And I've, my, my husband has been a youth pastor for, this is now his 14th year. And over the summer, I asked them, like, how do you do this? Like, how are you not exhausted all the time? Like, when you live a life for Christ, like, aren't you just, like, going at full speed? Like, use me, like, working for the Lord all the time. And I'm like, how have you done that for 13 years and you're not, like, exhausted? And he's like, well, it's, Courtney, like, it's very different, like, working for the Lord and walking with the Lord. And a couple days later, I was out for a walk in the mornings. Um, When you're 33, you say, you tell your kids you're going on a run, but, like, you just walk. Um, don't tell them I said that because my 19 year old foster son thinks that I legit go for like a mile and a half run every morning and I don't run at all. Um, 
but I was on a, a, a run um, one morning and I was listening to this podcast and they talk about this guy named Enoch. And it's kind of like in passing they say his name. And I was like, hmm, like, I feel like I know like the majority of the characters in the Bible. I was like, oh, maybe this is like some dude in Judges that like is mentioned once and, you know, did something crazy. Didn't really think much about it. And then like they said it again and they said, you know, how Enoch walked with the Lord. And I was like, I'm going to go look up this guy. So I get back, you know, from my walk and I look it up and sure enough, there's Enoch in a tiny little like smidge of the Bible in Genesis 5 when it's talking about Adam's descendants to Noah um, in verse 21 to 24. It says, when Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So I like kind of Google, and there's some, you know, there's different ideas of what Enoch did, but all it really says about this guy was Enoch walked with God twice. And I was kind of like annoyed. I was like, really, Enoch? Like, what, what else did you do? Like, did you part the Red Sea? Like, did you like, you know, chill in a lion's den? Like, I wanted to know more. Like, what did Enoch do? And it was in this moment where I was kind of like, oh, okay, Enoch, cool. Like, all you did was walk with God. That I felt like, oh, I felt, you know, when you like, you all can probably say yes to this, you're teenagers. When like, you do something that like, you know, you shouldn't have. And you're like, I really hope my parents don't find out about this. And you just kind of have that like feeling in your stomach where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, that's kind of how I felt. And I felt like God was saying like, are you kidding me? Like, Enoch didn't do enough. Like, he walked with me. And, and I couldn't figure out why. Like, I couldn't figure out, like, just, I kept going through this of, like, but God, like, but I want to do more. Like, why, if, like, yes, walking with you is great, but, like, if I can do these things for you, isn't that better? Like, don't you want me to spread your kingdom? Like, don't you want me, like, it says, for by grace you have been saved, like, to do good works that were predestined for you. Like, like, these things, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out. And so I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now is this idea that I think in, in our best scenarios, like with the best of intentions, we often confuse working for God with walking with God, right? And it looks different for every single person. Working for God is going to look different for every single one of us because it so often ties in with our um, our desires, our interests, our, um, our big dreams, right? For me, I just dream that this organization, She Wears Worth, will, I just want it to like take over and I want everyone to know the goodness of God, which again, is, comes from a great place. But it's this idea that I feel deep down, I have to work for the Lord. I have to do these things in order for him to be satisfied. And I think looking just at you, right, grade nine to grade 12, there's probably... 50 different scenarios in here. How many kids are there? Okay, there's probably 64 different scenarios in here of what working for the Lord looks like. And who knows where that seed was planted. Maybe it's deep down, it has to do with sports and you want to just go out and give it all because like you want to make your parents proud and God proud. Maybe it's um, studying and like just learning as much as you absolutely can. Maybe it is missions. Like you really want to go out and like do a mission somewhere. Like, and again, all of these can come from great places, but what we have to understand and what I am still very much trying to wrap my mind around is that when it comes to Christ, 
All he wants is to walk with you. And by walking with you, that means he wants all of it. He wants the good, the bad. He doesn't need you to achieve or to strive or to impress him. He just wants you, period. And so I feel like I've been spending a lot of time digging into that. And okay, like, what does that mean? Because in my mind, I want to keep going back to these, these huge stories, right? Like, but the reason Moses was used was not because of his own strength or because God was like, that muscle man over there is going to part the Red Sea. It was because he'd already had a relationship with Christ that he was used. So I started, was, I was looking at it from the wrong, from kind of the wrong perspective. You know, from the beginning of time, all God has ever wanted is to be with us, is to be with his people, right? You look at Adam and Eve in the garden. The whole reason right? He created Adam, he created Eve in his image, and then he wanted to exist with them in perfect harmony in Eden. Shocker, we screwed it up, right? You go on a little bit, right? You look at the Israelites as they're wandering, as they're walking through the wilderness in the desert, you had the fire by night and the cloud by day. God wanted to be with his people. Go on a little bit further into the Old Testament and you get into all those Levitical laws, which are just so exciting. Like, and it talks about how the temple had to be built because, again, God wanted to exist there with his people. Flash forward a couple of thousand years, right? And then you have the ultimate expression of God wanting to be with his people, sending Christ down from heaven to live with us and to walk with us, right? And then, again, even a step further, after Christ dies and is resurrected and comes back and everyone's super excited, like, yes, he's back, he's here, he says, I have to depart from you because what is coming is far greater. And we were left with the Holy Spirit. From the beginning of time, all God has ever wanted is to be with you, not work, not achieve, not any of those things, just be. And I, for me, like my husband and I have chatted about this so many times. I'm very hard-headed and stubborn. I'll just say that. Like for him, he hears this and he's like, that's the best news ever. Courtney, it's like, like, a load off. Like you don't, you don't have to work hard. Like you don't have, you just, God wants you. He wants every part of you. It's simple. It's, it seems complex, but really it's simple. And I'm just like, no, but there has to be more to it. Like there, like there's something going on. Like there has to be more to this and it's not. So I say all of this today because I, I hope, and maybe some of you are like me and you like are struggling with wrapping your mind around, yeah, but I want to do so much more. And that's great but you have to keep in mind, in check, am I working for the Lord or am I simply walking with him? And what does that look like? Um, so with that, I kind of put together a couple of things. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's more, but my kind of four things of what is it like practical ways, things that you need to do in order to walk, to walk with God. Um, I think the first one is truly like that acknowledgement, acknowledgement of who God says he is. It says in Psalm 103, know that the Lord himself is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Obviously the most popular verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son for whoever believed in him will not perish but have eternal life. This acknowledgement of like, yes, you know what, God, you are king. You are on the throne. You are ruler of my life. And then everything that comes with that. I think it's easy to acknowledge 
and maybe this is just me, I think I find it very easy to acknowledge the God that created the universe and the stars and the mountains and the waterfalls, like these beautiful things. I sometimes find it hard to also really truly believe that that God that did those miraculous, incredible, beautiful creations also knit me together in my mother's womb. He knows every hair on my head, right? And sometimes it's easy to think of that big, huge God up there and it's easy to forget about, yeah, but that God knows me. Like Courtney Nicole Reimer, he knows every single part of me. He knows every single part of each one of you. Also to keep in mind and to be able to acknowledge and wrap our head around and believe that he was there from the very beginning. Since the beginning of time, he has wanted nothing more than to what we're talking about today, to be with you, to know you, to love you, to walk with you. So that first one is to acknowledge. Acknowledge that the Lord himself is God and all of the beautiful things that come with that. The second one um, is to submit. And y'all, submission's hard. <laughs> submit. It says, there's so many verses that talk about this, but I have James 4, 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, in James, he is, is this here? Yep. When he talks about this, this is in James 4, kind of the heading of that little section. It's warning against the worldliness. And so I think there's no better explanation of what submission truly looks like than to think of everything that's going on in the world and then know that when you choose to follow Christ, it looks nothing like that. So whatever the world is doing, like 99.9% .9 chance, you need to do the exact opposite. And that's what it looks like. And I'm not here to say that like, step two, submission, check it off your list. That's hard. That is a daily, every single day, I'm going to wake up and Courtney is going to want to do this, 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 and this. But I'm going to have to set that aside at the foot of the cross and say, no, God, what do you have for me? And I feel like submission is such a huge part of working for God and then walking with him. It's very easy to say, this is what I want to do, Lord. And then to come up with all the reasons as to like why it makes sense, right? Like I have, my um, daughter is turning 13 on Monday. So you can all pray for that in other news. Um, but she's at this point, she's, she's kind of going through this stage where when she wants to do something, before she asks, she will like give me, you know, five reasons as to why it's a really, really good idea. So, you know, it'll start with like, okay, before I ask, just know that you know, blah, 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 blah. And that if I do, you know, all this stuff, and I'm like, just ask the question. I think somehow, sometimes like that's how we kind of come before God. We give him all of our things of like, okay, well, God, it's going to be really great because I'm going to get to do this. And if then I'm going to get to go here and then this, I'm going to get to talk to this person and tell them about, you know, all of these things. And then we kind of justify what we want to do when really it says, no, just submit. Like, the warning against the world, submit to God. His plans are the ones that we need to follow. Hey girl, don't forget to grab your tickets to the She Wears Worth Conference happening this fall, October 28th and 29th in Winnipeg. This conference is designed to encourage and inspire high school girls to live boldly and confidently in their worth and purpose and to embrace who God created them to be. The link for tickets will be in the show notes. We can't wait to see you there. The third thing, the third three out of four, is to trust. And again, this is another one. It sounds so easy. Trust God. You're good to go. And it's really hard because, again, if you're anything like me, there's probably a huge chunk of things that I am so easily to ha like hand off to God. Like, for sure, God, I'll trust you with this, this, and this. 
but like finances, oh, but these ideas of, okay, these, all these things for sure, I'll hand over to you. But if we're being honest, I guarantee every single one of us in here have one or two or three things that we're holding on to that we're like, nah, but God, I'm going to take this one on my own. Like you can have all of this, take it. Yes. I trust you. Lead me like wherever you go, I will follow. But like this thing over here, eh, I'm just going to keep it. No one's going to know. Everyone's going to think that I trust you fully. But like this thing I got on my own, I'm going to do it on my own terms. And that is not what walking with God looks like. We have to trust him with every single thing that we have, every decision, every small decision, every big decision, turn to him, ask him. And again, I, I totally know that that is not easy. Like these things I feel like we hear sermons about and hear people talk about over and over and over. And it's because it's hard. Like it is. And so I have the verse for this one. I just have Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And again, it's hard because it says, trust in the Lord with your, not with your heart, but with all of your heart. In all of your ways. And then the last kind of step that I have, and I'm sure there's many other things that we could put in here to go more in depth, but then the fourth one I have, to walk with God is act. Faith, I always say, and I tell my kids that faith is an action. Like you can, you can have, you know, faith, you can do all the things that you need to, but if you can't take what you read and what you learn and what you study and like walk it out and act it out, then like what really is that faith good for? And so I have, um, and again, there's so many verses that talk about this, but the reason I, I wrote down Ephesians 2.10. Now, when I first started She Wears Worth, that verse, I feel like we all know it's for we are God's masterpiece, period. I feel like that was kind of, I took the verse and like kind of created a bumper sticker. Like we are all God's masterpiece, period. Yes, that sounds great. Everyone loves it. And then it goes on though to say, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God had prepared ahead of time so we may walk in them. This idea that, yes, you are God's masterpiece. He loves you so much, but he created you to act it out with him, to walk it out with him, and to make him a part of your every single day. So with all that said, I want you to know that walking with God doesn't mean that you don't have doubts. Walking with God does not mean that you are not worried. Walking with God does not mean you don't have struggles. It doesn't mean you're going to have days of anger and sorrow and confusion. If I can be so dare to say this, if you truly are walking with Christ, you are definitely going to have those days. Like if you are fully acknowledging who he is, if you are fully submitting to him in everything that you do, if you're trusting him with all the decisions and you are doing your absolute best to walk a life with Christ, like, I hate to break it to you, kids. You're going to have really, really rough days because things are going to happen that you, that our flesh, that your desires don't want. But God says no. Like, like I said at the very beginning of this, it was after, after I went all in with Christ, that year afterwards, that was the toughest of my life because I felt like every single day something would happen and I'd have to be like, oh, I, I remember so vividly, one of my very best friends was having a birthday party and I wanted to go. So I, I legit helped plan this party before I left to go to Africa. And so I knew exactly what was all going to happen. And I just, the day before, I'm like, I can't go. And it was the hardest thing to call her. And thank God she was so kind 
And even though she was not a Christian, she saw that something was going on. But it was so hard to say, I can't go. And it, it was a real bummer. <laughs> so those things will happen. It's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. But if we can turn to Jesus and use him as our example, right? Like he wept. He asked in the Garden of Gethsemane for that cup to be taken away from him. He got angry and mad whenever he saw all the things that were going on in his temple and he flipped the table over. Turn to him. Any of those emotions that you're going to feel whenever you desire and when you try to walk with Christ, he's already experienced those. He knows. So to turn to him, like he's not going to be shocked with anything that you bring in and just know that when you're walking with, walking with Christ, you may face all of the giants, all of the pits of fire, the lion's den, all of those things, but you're not doing it alone. Just like none of those people in here were. They were never alone. They had no idea how it was going to happen, but it did. So I am just, I wish I could say, like I said at the very beginning, I wish I could tell you, these are the five things that I did. And now I am confidently walking with the Lord and I have no doubts. And I have set all of my personal desires aside and like, it's just me and God cruising. I can't say that. I am still very much in this. Um, there's a lot going on with this organization, She Wordsworth, that I run right now. And it's, I feel like I am always like, let's go this way. And God's like, no, 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 let's go this way. And it's hard. Um, but it's also really good. Because in those moments, when things are tough, when you feel your flesh wanting one thing, but you submit to God, y'all, that's where your relationship grows. That's when you and God become closer. That's when you and him, you know, take your relationship up a notch. And it goes from a religion to like, no, me and God are like, we are besties. But like, it's the best type of relationship whenever, whenever you do all of these things. So um, just three little quotes that I found about walking with God that I kind of find funny that I'm going to share. And then I'll pray to close. Um, and then we'll have questions if anyone asks. But this first quote, it said, those who walk with God always get to their destination. I love that. Like, I literally got, using Google Maps, I got lost on the way here on a gravel road. But, like, when you walk with God, you're always going to get to exactly where you're supposed to get to, exactly when you're supposed to get to it. Um, Henry Ford said that. This other one I think is funny. It said, smart men walked on the moon, daring men walked on the ocean floor, but wise men walk with God. And the last one, the more you walk with God, the harder it is to scrape your knee. And it sounds silly these little quotes, but it's true. Walking with God, not working for God, walking with God is the best thing you will ever do. And my prayer for each one of you is that I didn't start doing it, well, I guess really like now, I'm in it. But man, if that's something that you can start doing now at the ages that you're at, like, I'm so excited for each one of your futures. Like, who knows, like, where God can take you and what you can do and the crazy, awesome adventures that you're going to get to go on when you are walking side by side with Christ. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you love what you heard and what we're doing here at She Wears Worth, make sure to follow along at She Wears Worth on all social media platforms. Also, it would mean so much to us if you could subscribe to this podcast, share it with a friend, and leave a comment. We need your help to spread worthiness around. We'll see y'all next week.